Welcome to Get Lit Live with me, your host, Krista Alicia. You might know me from social media or as an Elijah List author, but I was once a homeless, hopeless IV drug addict. Then I had a wild encounter with the fire of God's love that marked me and changed my life forever. He has completely healed me, restored me, revived me, and set me free. Now I'm on a mission to release that same revival fire over the nations to call a generation back to the Father's unbreakable embrace. I want to ignite a passion in the hearts of God's people to prepare for the coming of their bridegroom, King Jesus. It's time for the Bride of Christ to get set on fire with His love and go out with boldness to shine for His glory. Are you ready to get lit and be the light? If so, come burn with me. Hey everybody, this is Krista Alicia, and I am so excited to come to you today with this really amazing word from the Lord. And so wherever you are, just let me know where you're coming from. Say hi. Hey Sherry. Hey Heather. Hey Lisa. Hey Joni. Wow, we got South Africa. That's amazing. Arla, Julia, Illumination, my friend. Oh my gosh. I am so excited to bring you this word today. It is really going to encourage you. It's going to lift you up. It's going to, um, I feel like it's going to give you some direction. And I feel like many people today are going to find purpose uh, for where their lives are headed and how you can um, give your all to Jesus in this season that we're moving into. Amen. So I'm really excited. I'm just going to wait until a couple more people hop on here. Guys, we just finished our Rise Women's Summit, the very first one. And uh, that was, so that was last weekend. It was over Pentecost weekend. It was absolutely off the hook, guys. I am still struggling to even be able to verbally express the power of God that was there um, and all the things that the Lord did from the very beginning until the end. It was outrageous miracles. Every single person that was there ended up having radical encounters with the Father and with uh, being baptized in the Holy Spirit in power. We received gifts. It turned into what looked like a giant princess party uh, where many of the girls were walking around with crowns and we had feather boas. The worship was just next level and so many lives were changed. And I uh, have really felt this commissioning from the Lord that we are supposed to continue these Arise Women's Summits. And God has been speaking to me about bringing these summits to each time zone here in the United States. And so be praying for me as uh, I'm praying for you guys and asking the Lord where our next stops are going to be with these summits. We really believe that it is crucial for the women, the weeping women of Zion to get healed from their past trauma, their pain, to get set free from shame so that they can begin to 
speak, guys. The war is all over the voice, right? The voice. And look, there's something so special about the expression of God through a woman because women, we are the birthers. Okay. Do you hear me? Not only that, but Jesus is coming back for a bride. And so women, we are the only ones really that are able to express bridal love and to be able to teach others what it means to love Jesus with bridal love. Amen. And so we are needed. You are needed. Your voice is important and it's valid. And we have to speak up. We This whole era that we are in, it is all over the mouth and over our voice. And if we do not speak up, then the world is going to continue to just go in the way that it's been going. Amen. Um, something that my dad taught me when I was a kid was the dog that barks the loudest gets the bone. Well, I'm telling you guys, the body of Christ has got to speak up. We we have to start roaring louder than that toothless, cowardly lion, the accuser of the brethren. Amen. Like, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And part of the fear of the Lord is rejecting fear of man. You cannot be afraid. You cannot fear and have reverential fear and respect for God and also be afraid to speak up in front of man. And so girls, I just want to encourage you to stay tuned, keep watching because this is going to be amazing. I really feel like what happened last weekend was not just another event. I believe that we are giving birth to a righteous women's movement and we are going to come to your area hopefully soon to bring you everything that God did there. So Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow. I just feel the anointing so strong already. So, and we've uh, got some people on here now. So just a few updates. I want to let you guys know some of my, the, the next places that I am going to be at. So my next um, pl- stop is going to be in Texas, guys. Hold on. I'm going to look it up because I don't want to get the information wrong, but I'm going to be in Texas under the tent with my friends from Banners for Freedom. And that is going to be on June 2nd. Uh, I'm going to be speaking from uh, 7 to 10 p.m. And you can go to my website, KristaElisha.com, and go to the events tab. And if you click on there, you'll get all of my upcoming events and you'll see a button to be able to register or to get more info for the United and Freedom Tent Revival that's happening in... Uh, it's, I think it's Ivanhoe, Texas. It's it's outside of Dallas a little ways. And so I'm super excited about that. Then we will also be um, at the Nation's Glory Barn in uh, Waldorf, Minnesota. And that is going to be in August. And then I have uh, another service in Burton, Ohio at the Restoration Chapel. That's going to be in September. And there's some other things that are in the works right now. Also, um, my spiritual uh, father, my apostle, Yuri Hirschberger, he is in Canton, Ohio or Apple Creek, Ohio. And we just found out that uh, we're going to be setting up the tent for Todd White, which is 
super exciting. So if you've never been to a Power in Love, uh, Todd White's going to be having a Power in Love um, in Amish country. Amen. This is going to be amazing. Uh, you can actually go visit Todd White's, I think it's... Um, Lifestyle Christianity. He posted a video about his event coming up called uh, Fire in the Hills. Now, I'm not going to be ministering at that one. I'm just, I'm, I am going to be there just because, um, I, I love Todd White's ministry. I love the way that he loves people and he loves the Lord and he walks in, in power to lead people to Christ. Um, and I'm going to be serving, but I do really want to encourage you. If you guys are in the area, please come out and, and support what God is doing there. Um, cause man, the harvest is ripe right now. One of the things that the Lord told me is that we had to be prepared when He said to go into the harvest because a harvest that is not gathered will fall to the ground and it will rot and it will die. And um, so guys, if we are have ever been in a season where souls are ripe for the picking, I'm telling you, it's right now. And so come out and be a part of that and and get empowered to go out and be a light. Amen. Okay. So I think, is there any more things that I got to Holy Spirit remind me? <laughs> oh, there's one more thing. Um, so I'm super excited to let you guys know that in September, I'm getting ready to launch my uh, very first ever mentoring group. Dun, dun, dun. It's called Elisha's Mantle. And this is going to be, um, I'm going to have limited space. It's going to be over Zoom. And we're going to do a Zoom live uh, every week. All of the details will be mentioned later at a later date, but um, I'm letting you guys know about it because the spaces are limited. And when I officially release registration for that, um, take advantage of it because I know it's going to fill up super soon. Uh, it's going to be $26 a month. And my heart for this group is to just really listen to Holy Spirit and to release to those that are in this group, um, my mantle, everything that God has given me that he's deposited in me, I want to equip you guys with, um, you know, fivefold ministry leaders, their gifts to the body of Christ, but their job is to mature the saints for their works of ministry so that the entire body of Christ comes into full maturity into the likeness of Christ. And that's my heart for this group. And so uh, be watching for that. I'm probably going to be releasing more information about that sometime in July to open up registration. And um, I'm super excited uh, to do that too. And so, okay, so now I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to get into this word if you guys are ready, do me a favor. Um, please like, share, send me some hearts, uh, tag somebody in this. If you feel the Holy Spirit and He's witnessing and you feel like this would be a blessing to somebody else, please will you share this with somebody because um, 
one of the jobs of the, the prophetic, one of the purposes for the prophetic, I should say, is that when the Lord reveals something to a prophet and a prophet releases it, the purpose that it's released for is so that you guys, the ones that receive the word, you lay a hold of the word so that, and you bring it into reality that, you know, like in Habakkuk 2, we go up to the watchtower, we wait and we see what God says, then we write down the word and we make it plain so that the runners can run with it. And so there is a responsibility. And so I don't just release these words because it's for entertainment, because the prophetic is not for entertainment, okay? Um, It's actually because this is how the people of God get the blueprints for what God wants to do in the earth. Amen. And so that's why I'm sharing this with you. So Ruthie, thank you so much for sharing. And um, thanks for uh, tagging some friends, guys. I really, really appreciate that. So, all right. Are you ready for this? Um, I'm just pulling up my notes real quick. Okay. So when I was at the summit, um, it was one of the days before I was going to come to the meeting and I was just resting in the Lord's presence and I'm praying and I'm asking the Lord if there's anything that He wants me to release or you know, anything that He wants to speak to me. And all of a sudden, I, I go into this vision, okay? And um, in this vision, it looks like I'm in a library, but it wasn't like a normal library. Um, it was the libraries of heaven. And there was this giant staircase and the staircase was made of books. You know what I'm talking about? Like books that are stacked up on top of themselves. And they made a staircase and they were going all the way up into the heavens, like the, the heavens. So, um, I began to walk up this staircase and as I'm walking up, the bookcase or the books, I'm looking at the titles and all of these books, it was not just books in the Bible or, um, you know, the, the letters and the testaments of the, the saints of old, but it was actually books like, um, Mariah Woodworth Edder's book, Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. It was journals. It was captain's logs. Um, it was reports like journal, um, journalists reports and and documents of moves of God and revivals of past past okay and it was powerful um just reading the titles of these books and i could almost feel um the explosive power of god in between each cover as my foot touched them and so i'm walking up i'm walking up and i i get as I'm walking, I hear the Spirit of God say um, from the book of John, uh, twenty, the 25, the, the very last two verses, where John says, And you know that all that I have written and recorded in this book is true. And um, I suppose that if uh, every record or account or act of Jesus had been recorded, then the world would not be able to contain the books, right? And um, so that was just really wild and, and profound, right? Because Jesus said, greater works will you do because I go away to be with my Father. And He said that He was going to send us the Helper, the Holy Spirit, to be with us and to work 
with us so that we could demonstrate the power of the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that was just very profound. So I get to the top of the books and um, there is a giant door, like an ancient door. Okay. Um, and it was made of very strong, very heavy wood. And there was a giant doorknob. And I almost felt like Alice in Wonderland um, in the scene where she's in, like, she shrinks down to go into this door um, because, uh, yeah, it was just gigantic. And the knob was literally, the door handle was like the size of my head. And there was a key inside of it. And I knew that the key that was inside this door was actually the prayers, the intercession, the decrees of the saints. Okay. And, um, the door was open and I could see this brilliant light coming from this crack in the door. So it wasn't all the way open, but it was just cracked open and it was waiting to be completely swung open. And in that place, there was such a holiness and such a reverence, um, that it took my breath away. And I know that thresholds to the Jews, it, threshold moments are very sacred because it is the marking of a new beginning or a new season. It's, um, it's the birthing place. It's the birth canal. Amen. And so thresholds are very important. And, um, cause they usher in a new move. Okay. And so I'm standing there and I looked up at the door and I saw this plaque on the door and I knew that it was the title of this new season or this new thing that God was inviting us into. And the title on the door was the book of Acts. And the Lord began to speak to me and he said, I'm turning the page and my ecclesia or my governing body, my church is now crossing into a new chapter. This is a sacred place and it will be called and known as the book of Acts for the millennial generation. And I was astounded because all of a sudden I got this download in the spirit that the book of Acts, the, the Acts of the Apostles that's in the New Testament, it's still being written. <laughs> it's still being written, guys. And it's being written by us. Like God has all of our days recorded in his book. Amen. And our lives are recorded in the history of heaven. And for those of us who go about living this life of power, this supernatural life, this lifestyle of Christ-likeness, empowered by the Holy Spirit, we go about doing good just like Jesus did and destroying the works of darkness. And our acts are still being recorded. Like this is mind blowing to me. Um, so 
as I was invited, the Lord invited me to swing open this book of Acts and, and he invited me inside. And so with, um, much reverence. I crossed over the threshold and I entered into the book of Acts. And what I saw was just absolutely astounding. I began, it was almost like um, a fast forward through a movie where I was seeing highlighted scenes in the book of Acts. And, and I saw the 120 that were in the upper room. And I saw them waiting for the promise of the Holy Spirit that um, was given to them in that upper room. And it came upon them with a mighty rushing wind and with tongues of fire. And those tongues of fire enabled them to speak in other languages so that they could proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ into all the ends of the earth and to every different people group. Amen. And um, I felt sad for the 400 and um, however many, because 500 were invited. They were there when they saw Jesus ascend and Jesus told them to go and to wait. And only 120 of them tarried and waited. And so, but those were the ones that received the down payment, the first part of the promise of the Holy Spirit and His covenant, His promise. The Holy Spirit is like our wedding band guys or our engagement ring he is the the down payment and the evidence of our covenant with God amen and so then it changed and i saw how these cowards that had literally denied Christ just days before empowered with the Holy Spirit, became courageous and became bold as lions and began to preach the good news of the gospel in the streets. And for the three times that, you know, they, Peter denied Jesus a thousand. So 3,000 were swept into the kingdom that day. And then it changed again. The scene changed again. And I saw the, the um, early church guys and I, I saw them as, you know, they understood Jewish wedding customs. They understood that Jesus, the last time that he spoke to them was at the last supper and he was, uh, partaking of wine and of bread. And the wine was a symbol of marriage covenant and the the Jewish engagement ceremony. And I'll get into that later, but how Jesus understood, how the early church understood that Jesus came to create a bride, to create family, that he came to establish the sons and the daughters of God. He didn't come to establish a religion called Christianity. He came to establish a kingdom of king, priests, and sons of the living God. Do you hear me? And um, so these early church members understood that the same way that Jesus gave his life for his brothers and his sisters, okay, for his bride, he gave his all. And the only proper response for them was to give their all. It was a life in exchange for a life because they 
knew that Jesus had said that those who try to keep their life will lose what they have. But if they give their lives, they give up their lives for my namesake, then they will find true and eternal life. And so that was the exchange. They understood total surrender and total death to self. And that's why they devoted themselves to prayer and to fasting and to the teaching of the apostles. And um, they broke bread and there wasn't a need among them because they sold all that they had. They gave all that they had so that everyone's needs were met because they weren't just living for themselves. They had given up their lives for the sake of love for Jesus and for their fellow man, right? And it was that kind of love, that kind of unity that created such an atmosphere that multitudes were added to them daily and that And guys, even this, this is why Ananiah and Sapphira, they were killed. They lost their lives because they lied to the Holy Spirit and they tried to hold on to their wealth, to their land. You Do you guys know that story where they said that they were going to sell all of their land and they only sold, they sold it, but they kept part of it for themselves. They didn't give up all of it. And they lied before God and before the congregation. And there was such a spirit of unity. And because faith works by love or trust works by love, they did not love Jesus with their whole hearts, their whole minds, and all their strength. And they didn't love their neighbor as themselves. They loved their wealth and they loved themselves more. And so they tried to hold on to a portion of them for themselves and they lied to the Holy Spirit. And when they tried to hold on to that life, to that idol, there was such power in the presence of God in that community that they ended up falling dead. And the name Ananias means God answered. And the name Sapphira means sapphire or beautiful gem, but the sapphire is associated with the tribe of Dan, okay? And the tribe of Dan, Daniel means God is my judge. And so when Ananias came in and he lied, he lied and was holding back from God. He was given an opportunity to repent, Um and to go all in and to have eternal life, the best kind of life. Instead, God answered with his judgment and the fear of the Lord fell on the entire congregation, guys. And even more so were people added to the church. And I believe that we are entering into that season again in the body of Christ, friends, where we are going to see the fear of God return to the body of Christ. And we're going to see people lose their lives like Ananias and Sapphira. We are going to see God answer in judgment to those who have not really died to themselves and um, are doing this thing, this Christian life for not the right reasons. They're doing it to build their own kingdom. They're doing it for the accolades of men. They're, they're doing it 
for puffed up reasons rather than being laid down and, and lowly and for the sake of, of God and for him being glorified, guys. And, um, so here's the other thing. So not only that, but I hope you guys are getting something out of this. And if you are, please, you know, like and share and get this word out. Okay. Because we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared for this. So the other thing, guys, that the Lord showed me was that the book of Acts was actually the record of the volunteer army of God, the volunteer army of God. And I had never seen this before, but a volunteer, to be a volunteer, it's a person who takes part freely um, in an enterprise or um, willingly gives themselves to a task, okay? It's a person who works for an organization without being paid, right? Guys, we have got to... Look, one of the reasons why the the judgment of God has fallen on the old structure, okay, or the old... Um, the, the Babylonian religious system, if you guys get what I'm saying, okay, the old church organization system is because the church moved from being a family, being an organism, a living, moving thing, to being a monument and being a organization, okay? And this is like, <laughs> look, Jesus... This is why he went into the temple and he started flipping tables, y'all. This is why he started cracking the whip because he saw that his father's house had been turned into a den of thieves. And look, and what I'm saying by that is like, guys, it's not wrong. It's not wrong to um, sell merchandise and to offer like content and material that adds to the body of Christ and also um, helps support the call of God in the ministry that you have. There, that There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being an entrepreneur. That's actually a God-given call, okay? But there is something wrong when the church itself moves from being about the Father's business, Right? into being about board meetings, board members, and being afraid of losing tithes and offerings because money and systems and programs have really become their God rather than God being their God. Do you understand me? And so it's really about the heart posture, it's really about heart posture. And, um, you know, the priests, the reason why Jesus was so furious at the priests selling doves, because the doves were the sin offering. And the way that the whole Old Testament system was set up was that people were to raise these animals and it, 
they had to recognize that it cost something, that their sin actually cost something. And instead, the priests were saying, hey, we're just going to turn this into a market. You just come, you give us your money, we'll give you your sacrificial animal, and we'll take care of all the dirty work, and we're going to bypass and sidestep the dirtiness and the messiness of you understanding that your sin actually does harm. And so they began to sell sin offerings in the temple. And it became about the ritual of sacrifice rather than obedience to God. Right? Okay. So back to the volunteer army. I, um, <laughs> wow. The volunteer army, it's actually a military term to be a volunteer. It's somebody who deliberately enrolls themselves in a particular um, enterprise or um, in a faction of a military unit rather than being drafted, right? So when you're drafted or you're hired, that means you come in and like you're getting something or you're doing something that would normally be against your will, (laughs) but you either have to do it because you have no choice or you're doing it because you're getting paid for it. A volunteer is something completely different. A volunteer is somebody who actually pays and gives up their life to be um to be a part of a bigger a bigger purpose. And so the Lord began to speak to me and he said, "Krista, the season that my bride is walking into is going to be the book of Acts for the millennial generation and the spirit of volunteerism is going to fall on my church again and they will go about doing good and destroying the works of darkness and I am releasing mantles I am releasing mandates I am releasing destiny scrolls for my people to find their place of enlistment in this in-time volunteer army that will usher in my glory and will usher in the billion soul harvest so that my house might be full and so that I might receive the reward of my suffering. Wow. So listen, guys, the Lord is stirring the same spirit that was on the early church who had willingly gave their life to serve the kingdom of God without competition. Do you hear me? This was the same spirit that inspired the apostle Paul to give up his life, to to choose not to be married, to live a life of singleness so that he did not have divided attention so that he could give his entire life to the Lord. He was willing to suffer for the names, for God's namesake. 
because Jesus suffered for him and he did it all without feeling like anybody owed him anything. It was a will, it was a, 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 willing offering. He poured his life out the way that Christ poured his life out on the cross. And guys, we are living in an entitled generation, okay? An entitled generation that is prideful, that has this mindset of like, well, I don't, I'm not going to work because the government is going to give me a paycheck. Um, it, it's the spirit that is behind communism where everybody thinks that they are owed something. And I know that I am, I'm probably offending somebody right now. Okay. But listen to me. We are not owed anything. We have been given so much because of grace, because of God's lavish love for us. Do you hear me? Jesus gave his all. And in response, there is a requirement for us to give our all. And yes, it is not going to always be pretty. And yes, it is going to be messy. And yes, it is going to, to be painful sometimes. But what we get in exchange is eternal life. See, friends, this is the difference in, in when we truly come to know nothing but Christ and Christ crucified, that we might know him in his sufferings, that we can partake in the fellowship of his sufferings so that we might understand and live from the power of his resurrection life. Because that is the only kind of true life, friends. And that means being willing to be crucified. Sometimes that means being willing to be slandered. That means being willing to give up your comfortable life for the sake of something that is so much more. Look, guys, that that spirit of volunteerism, somebody, I'm preaching to somebody, guys. This is the only way. This is the life that is worth living for. This is the kind of life that, that history is, is made of. Do you understand me? Legends are made of what I'm telling you right now. And I even feel that as I say this, like some of your hearts are burning. Your hearts are burning. And the Lord is putting this spirit of volunteerism on you. And there are things that God has called you to. There are, there are mountains of influence. There are spheres of influence and things that God has called you to that maybe you have been at war with because you've been comfortable and you've been complacent or you've been trying to find a way for you to keep the life that you have instead of lose it all to gain his life. And there has been a war and the Lord is inviting you and he's stirring you into this place of letting go, letting go of all so that you can receive eternal life. You know, Jesus, I'm reminded of uh, the the rich man, the rich young man that came and approached Jesus. And he said, what must I do to, to enter into the kingdom? And uh, Jesus told him this parable, but then at the end, the man said, yes, but what must I what more can I do? And Jesus looked at the man and he said, go and sell everything that you have and come and follow me. 
And guys, that man right there, how tragic that that man chose his his earthly possessions, his earthly wealth, his comfort, because he had much. He chose all of that instead of choosing Jesus. That man could have went down in history. We, we don't know. That man could have been one of the writers of the New Testament, like, you know, John and the Revelator and, and Paul. And <laughs> instead, he ends up being nameless. Like, wow. This spirit of volunteerism, guys, is wrote through every major move of God. When God renews a covenant with the people, and I believe that we are in a season, friends, where God is reestablishing His covenant with America. Okay, He's reestablishing His covenant with America, and we are going to see His promises come to pass for our nation and soon and very soon. Um Every time he has reestablished his covenant and there has been a new move of God and a fresh outpouring and a fresh dispensation of the Holy Spirit, we see this spirit of volunteerism rest upon a remnant. And it was the same spirit that inspired George Washington to serve two terms as president and receive nothing for his service. It was the same spirit that inspired the leaders of the Underground Railroad during the Civil War era and the Civil Rights Movement. It was the same spirit that inspired the pioneers and the pilgrims that came from their countries and they fled their land to come here knowing that many would not even survive that initial boat trip here or the first winter. They knew that they were going to lose their little ones. They knew that they were going to lose their friends and their family and they were willing. They sacrificed it all to come here to pay a price to establish this land so that their children's children's children who might not even know their name would be able to live a life free from tyranny and to be able to worship God freely. Do you hear me? It was the same spirit that inspired the Methodist circuit riders to live lives of singleness and to go out and uh, to live short-lived lives. Many of them died because they lived on their horse in their saddle and they only took the clothes on their back to go into these no-name towns everywhere. This is why there's a Methodist church in every single town, guys, is because some young Methodist evangelist went into that town and preached the gospel and won souls and and established a house of worship. Do you hear me? This is the same spirit that rested on the upper room. It rested on women like um, the woman at the well, whose her name is Fotini. She, it's not mentioned in scripture, but you can actually look her her up. Um, Fotini, who became one of the early church leaders and was a great and mighty evangelist. And it's even said that she was martyred 
for the sake of the gospel. This, this was the same spirit that rested on Dorcas, who she she clothed the widows and she was actually rose from the dead because her service, her volunteerism to the widows in her day and in her, her uh, sphere of influence was so important. They called for Paul to come and pray for her that she would be raised from the dead. This is the same spirit that was on Stephen that um, was on the, the church to feed the poor. Do you hear me guys? I'm telling you, this is the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Wow, 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 wow. See, volunteers know their reward is stored up for them in heaven where moth cannot destroy or devour. Their payment here on earth is the sheer satisfaction that they have given their life to a cause that's bigger than themselves, that their service is vital to the cause in which they have given themselves to. They are sold out lovers who cannot be bought because they know their life is not their own. It belongs to the one who purchased them with his blood on the cross. They have given God their lives in exchange for the life they have received in Jesus. This is understanding resurrection life. They are the ones whose zeal for the Lord's house consumes them. They are the table turners and the whip snappers who refuse to give to God what has cost them nothing. Their business is their father's business rather than bowing to the whims of a dead organization that sidesteps radical obedience to God in an effort to retain tithers. No longer will service be about a paycheck because these, uh, because the satisfaction of knowing your life served a higher purpose and changed lives will be the greatest reward and the sweetest payoff. See, the book of Acts is a written record of a volunteer army who gave their lives to the sake of the gospel. It is the account of their service to that end. Each had a role and a job to fulfill. Some of these were like Barnabas. They were encouragers. They were givers. That's That was actually their job. They had money. They were entrepreneurs. They were wealthy. And so their gift was to steward the the enterprise that God gave them and to finance workers in the harvest field like Paul, right? Like, uh, like Peter, like John to send them out into the nations, literally to finance missions. There were others who were called and who were anointed to feed the poor. And that's what they did. They had food pantries and, 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 and they would make food and they would feed the poor because there was no such thing as welfare. And let me just tell you right now, guys, our welfare system, the system that is operating right now in our country is totally corrupt and it keeps keeps people bound to that system rather than giving people a hand up and, and empowering them to get out of that system. And it does not 
work. Okay. Some have, um, the anointing and they were called to clothe the needy. Some were called to preach the word. Some were called to give their lives to fasting and to prayer. Some were called to many things. Some were called to children. Some were called to widows and orphans. Okay. Guys, today we, we do have widows, but where are the, those that are called to the single mothers? Where are those that are called to the drug addicts? Where are those that are called to civil servant offices like those in government? Guys, we have the reason why there is so much corruption in our government is because we have career politicians instead of civil servants. And they were always meant to be civil servants, not career politicians. And there are many that are called to that place to be civil servants to replace these wicked, corrupt, and, and twisted political uh, career politician places, right? And God, there's judgment coming on that. We're receiving what we have um, allowed to go on. And, and guys, we've got to turn back to this, this thing where we are willing, God, I will give my life. I will give my all for the sake of this glorious gospel. Will you tell me what it is and where I am called to? What are the things that you have put in my heart? What are my gifts? What are my talents? How can I contribute to this end time move? I want my life to be recorded in the book of Acts for the millennial generation in heaven. I want that. Who who is on here? I just want you to just type amen. 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 If you want to receive this spirit of volunteerism and I'm going to pray over you that you receive this. But look, you have to know that there is a requirement. There is no holding back. And guys, I believe that we're going to see prophetically. I believe that we're going to see metaphorically. I believe that we're going to see literally the judgment of God fall on, on those who are like Ananias and Sapphira, who want to keep their wealth. Guys, this goes back to even the parable that Jesus gave about the, the, um, the parable of the talents, right? And how the, the wealthy man gave three servants a certain sum of money and two went and took their, their money, their talents, and they buried or, uh, and they, they invested them and received a return. Okay. But there was one who did not know their master and assumed that he was a greedy, wicked man who wanted to, um, make a living off of the sweat and tears of others. And he was afraid that if he lost what he was given from the master, that he would be punished. And so out of fear, he went and he buried what he was given. And then when the master came back and expected a harvest, expected a return, inspected interest, on what he had given the, his these servants to steward, he took everything that he had given to that one that went and buried it all, called him wicked, and then he threw him into the outer darkness, guys. 
And then guess what? Everything that was given to that one was then given to the one that was given the most, that had the most. Do you hear me? Because those who are faithful with little will be made rulers over much. And so it doesn't have to be this whole grandiose, like whatever, but what is the little bit that God has put in your hands? What is the little thing? What is the small step that you can do today that will pay off big time and bring in the full reward of our beautiful Savior's sufferings? That is the challenge today, my friends. And so whether that looks like starting a house group, whether that looks like, you know, taking the the clothes in your closet that don't fit you anymore and going and giving them away to the poor, whether that looks like building your business, not for your sake, but so that you can fund people like... um you know, like me, like, uh, and other ministers that have given their lives, you know, full time to the gospel and not just me. There are many others out there. I'm just using myself as an example. You know, there, there are missionaries, hopefully in your church. A church that doesn't have missions is, is dead. I'm sorry. It's like a dead sea. Um, and only, receiving and storing up for itself. There, See, there's this reciprocity that has to happen. And it's a law of sowing and reaping, okay? Like, what you put out is what you'll get in return. And, and when you sow to the Spirit, you will receive eternal life. But if you sow to the flesh, if you sow to the self-life, that means for your own selfish ends, to store up things for yourself, then what you will receive back is a harvest of death and corruption. That's not me, guys. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. That That's scripture. You cannot argue with it. And so I just want to pray for you. Maybe some of you guys, like, you know, you've been afraid of um, le- really letting go of your life. Or maybe you're in a tug of war right now because there are things that you want in life that you are really afraid of not getting. And your life has become unmanageable internally because of this war. And the Lord wants you to know that that war has happened because you have not fully surrendered. And if you will fully surrender to him, if you will really just give everything to him, then you are going to see the return of, of resurrection life in your dreams. Guys, the calling, the callings of God, the giftings of God are irrevocable and without repentance, meaning God never changes his mind. And he has such great plans for you. Guys, do you want to know the truth about me and about my ministry? Years ago, when I started getting prophetic words, I knew I was called to preach. I had the word of of God shut up like fire in my bones, y'all. Like I knew I was called to preach and I was getting prophetic words from others, call out prophetic words from from major voices in the body of Christ about this, uh, you know, international ministry that I would have where I would be releasing the fire of God over the nations. 
And um, it was crazy, y'all, because I had these words and it was burning in my heart to have this ministry. And um, But I couldn't even get my local church to let me take offering. Like, I couldn't, like, all I wanted was to preach the gospel and I couldn't even take offering in my local church. They wouldn't give me the mic to take offering. <laughs> and I got no invitations from anybody anywhere. And guys, I'm telling you that God did not launch my ministry, my my ministry that y'all see here today until I got to a place where my desire for ministry was murdered. It was slaughtered on the altar. <laughs> I was slaughtered. Literally, I went through a season where I told God to radically transform me and to completely remove everything from me that was me so that He could live powerfully through me. And um, guys, I understand. I, I didn't know exactly what I was asking for. But I can see now why that had to happen in order for me to do today what I do today, because you have to be dead to have this kind of ministry. And it has to be for Him. It cannot be for you, right? We don't, I don't preach the gospel because I need validation from men. I preach the gospel because if I don't preach, there is a demographic of people that I know will not be reached and Jesus will not receive his full reward. It's not about how many signs and wonders follow my ministry. It is about whether or not Jesus is glorified. It's about whether he receives his full reward for his sufferings on the cross. And in a way, I get to receive the the sweetness of seeing him use my little, little, little tiny laid down life in a really big way that I would never be able, the things that God does, I would never, ever in a million years, I can't do anything outside of him. I am not amazing. Jesus is amazing, right? And, and in order to have a platform for many of us, we have to know what being dead is because you can't offend a dead man and you can't, you can't be a minister who lives in constant offense because you will end up harming the bride. Okay. You can't be somebody who holds bitterness and unforgiveness. You can't have to have things all your way 100% of the time because guess what guys like it's not really all about you and you don't hold the corner market on being able to hear God's voice okay uh, wisdom is found in, in a multitude and kings are 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 given wisdom in a multitude of counselors okay to be a real leader it means that you know what it looks like to be a servant it, it means that you know what it looks like to keep your mouth shut because somebody else in the room, God wants to speak through. It means that maybe your preferences on how loud the music is or on what song is played in worship, it's not about your preferences. It's about what the Holy Spirit is singing to that worship leader and that worship leader is singing back to Holy Spirit because it's His song, not ours. 
It's all about him. And so guys, (laughs) I say all this because it's only, I feel like even many of you watching, because that was just a prophetic, you know, rabbit hole I went down there. But I, I feel for many of you guys, some of you guys have great callings and that you have these grand prophetic words over your life that you know you're called. Maybe you're called to ministry. Maybe you're called to the prophetic. Maybe you're called as an apostle. Maybe you're called to missions and you're called to other nations. Or maybe you've been called to start a business. Maybe you've been called to um, to to have a home for widows and single mothers and orphans. Maybe you've there's all sorts of things that you've been called to and they're burning in your heart and you want them and you've been trying in your own strength to get them to come to pass. Self-promotion is a trap and it's it's a manifestation of insecurity and pride because it says, I have to be seen. And if you will just allow yourself to die, if you will just give those dreams, give those prophetic words, give those things burning in your heart back to God and say, God, I'm bringing my Isaac to the mountain and I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice this thing that you've given me here because it's all for you. It's not for me. That is when you are going to receive your promise in fullness. That day that God made my um, my first video go viral, the week before I was walking down that same road in that same pair of shoes, and I remember the conversation so vividly because I said, God, thank you for everything that you've done in my life so far. I'm holding these words in my heart about, you know, an international ministry. And honestly, God, I don't even want it anymore. I just want you, Jesus. That's all I want, Jesus, is you. But I don't want to let go of a promise that you gave me if it really is from you. So would you just show me the next step that I have to take to see your promises, your desire, your heart for me to come to pass? And guys, it was that next week that, God blew everything up and I wouldn't be sitting in front of you today if it wasn't for that. And even in that moment, you know, I, I, when I hit send on or upload on that video, that was the most vulnerable moment of my life. That was my death to self moment where I said, okay, Jesus, I, There's no room for dignity in your kingdom. And I'm willing to be despised and rejected and mocked for your namesake because you were despised, rejected, and mocked for mine. And that's how this happens. And so guys, I just, I wanna encourage you right now, if that's you, if you feel like I'm speaking to you, I just want you to put um, your hand up. Just put the little hand in the emojis. And I feel like some of you guys, you are feeling the fire of God. And that is actually a mantle and a mandate. It's a destiny scroll. It's your book in the book of Acts in heaven that God is opening up and he's, he's laying over you right now. And, um, so Lord, yeah, look at all these hands. Hallelujah. Come on. And, and some of you guys, whoa, whoa. 
you guys are feeling, I'm feeling the Lord very strongly now. And I just see angels of promotion that are coming. And guys, oftentimes the angel, the, when promotion comes, it looks more like a funeral possession or procession than it does like um, a wedding song. Okay. Rambando Sokutrabanda, because you have to be dead so that he can be fully alive in you. And that's when you experience eternal life. Amen. Amen. Come on. And for some of you guys, there's activations. There are things that you know God is calling you to do. There's things that you that God is calling you to do. And um, wow, hallelujah. And and for some of you, you are asking God, what is the next thing that I do? And I just, um, the Holy Spirit is going to come to you and He's going to tell you the next step that you need to take. You don't have to see the big picture. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Faith is trusting God and taking the next step when you don't see the whole staircase. Okay, that's all you have to do. Stay close to Jesus and you will not lose your way. You will not um, be outside of His timing. Okay, surrender all to Him and He humble yourself before Him and He will promote you in due season. Amen. And so Lord, I just thank you. I thank you. I thank you for each person under the sound of my voice. Holy Spirit, you are our covenant promise. You are our helper. You are our best friend. You are the gift. You are the mantle of power. We can do nothing aside from you. You are the spirit of adoption. You are the spirit of volunteerism. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, you are resurrection and you are life. You are resurrection and you are life. And God, for each person under the sound of my voice, I just pray right now that you would lead them by your spirit into a complete death to self, God, that you would forgive us of self-promotion, that you would forgive us of self-centeredness, God, that you would forgive us of the times where we have set out to build our own kingdom rather than to build your kingdom or where we have set out to bring glory and fame to our name rather than to your name, Jesus. Forgive us, forgive the body of church or the body of Christ and the church at large, Lord. I pray right now that you would even begin to speak to your people that they would never walk in that ever again, that even those that are on this broadcast that hear my voice that have fell prey to that, that have been ensnared by that trap of self-promotion, God, that you would show them how it looks like Lucifer and it does not look like Jesus that they would turn from those ways and that they would give themselves and their all to you and for the glory of your name, Jesus. I pray, God, that they will never, ever, ever be able to carry more influence in the body of Christ than what their character can uphold. Guys, this is a prayer I pray for myself. God, don't ever give me anything that my character will not be able to uphold. Do not give me um, any 
any exposure that I, that my character will not be able to uphold. Please, God, don't ever let me wound your bride. I don't ever want to wound your bride. I only want to add value to her. I want to beautify her. I want to straighten her crown. I want to get the wrinkles out of her dress, God. I want to beautify her. I want to heal her, God. I want to lift her up. I never want to cause harm to your people, Lord. Jesus, help us look like you. God, stir us to action. Stir us to action, God. Show us the next step. Mantle us with the spirit of volunteerism for our generation. Rombondia siketrabando somande redia shakatrabande. Mandrobo sandrabakatrabande. Shomandurobo sindredia sata. Guys, and look, I'm going to tell you this right now. You. <sighs> what you focus on is what you will manifest. If you are preoccupied with the demonic, you are going to manifest the demonic. If you are preoccupied, whatever it is with the devil wants your attention. If he has your attention, he can get you to operate in fear and he will manifest what you are the most afraid of. But if you will break your focus off of the demonic. That's how he gets worship, guys. He wants to be seen. Do you you understand Lucifer wanted recognition? If you will turn your eyes away from the demonic and you will focus your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, then he will lead you into all righteousness. He will lead you into all healing. He will lead you into all deliverance. He will lead you into your destiny. He will lead you into all truth. But you have to turn your eyes away from darkness and turn to the light. This is where people get tripped up, y'all. Stop focusing on the devil and turn your attention and your affection back to Jesus. And he will come and he will be your deliverer. He will be your healer. He will be everything that you need. And in the name of Jesus, I break every false pathway every counterfeit um, path of ordination for God's people, I ask that it would be broken in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, for leading your people into all truth. Beware the snare of self-promotion. Beware flattery. Give your all to Jesus, friends. And Jesus will give his all back to you. And so, Lord, I just thank you for releasing, for opening the book of Acts. I thank you that the spirit of volunteerism is being released over your church. And God, I thank you that um, 
your body is going to go about doing good and destroying the works of darkness because they are anointed with the Holy Spirit and power the same way that Jesus was. They are mantled with the Holy Spirit. Guys, I'm just, I'm feeling this so strong. You, some of you guys are getting a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. Whoa. Holy Spirit and fire to be empowered to be a witness. That's what this thing is all about. It's, he is going to, he empowers you to do the things that he created you to do. And so I want you guys to just, um, you know, go before the Lord and ask him, God, what is my job? Am, am I called to be a kingdom financer? And am I called to be a missionary? Am I called, what am I called to, Lord? Will you show me where I can serve? I want to be a part of this end time move. And, um, guys, with that too, I want to say all of you that have um, helped support my ministry and you have sowed into the Speak Life project, um, guys, the healing that is coming from this is outrageous. Um, the women that are finding their voice, they're getting set free, they're getting deliverance, they're having physical healing. The babies that are being saved, I've literally gotten reports that women who were pregnant, who were preparing to go have an abortion, abortion um, actually did not follow through with their abortion because they saw my video, because um, the Speak Life Project videos popped up in their newsfeed. And guys, so when you are sharing my content, when you are um, supporting my ministry by um, being a monthly par partner, you are literally helping me go across the nation and you are helping me release um, the power of God in these regions to set people free, to bring people into the kingdom, to change lives. And those lives are then going out and they're changing more lives. And so I just want to thank you for any way that you personally have supported my ministry, Arise Kingdom Ministries. I honor you and I love you and I appreciate you so very, very much. And um, so I just want to say that because we are all, look, the volunteer army, the army all works together. We all have different jobs, but we all matter. And I can't do my job if you don't do your job. And we're in this thing together, guys. And so, um, oh, man, I'm so excited about what God is doing and this season that we're entering into. We are in the glory days and there's so much more. I've got more things to tell you. I plan on doing a live later on this week, but I actually, I have to hop off here now. There's four, four, four hundred and people watching on my end. Do you know that fours in Hebrew are the door? It's the Dalit. That's wild. So, oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus. More confirmation. I thank you, God, for doors. I thank you for effectual, fervent, uh, effectual doors to preach the gospel in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Man, I just, whew, glory to God. By the way, guys, I want to tell you, um, so... I actually have lots of new merchandise on shop.crystalicia.com. This one is our new Arise and Shine shirt that everybody seems to be loving. Um, but there's some more like uh, Roar, the Lion of Judah. There's some really cool ones on there. And I personally, I wear the stuff. I make shirts that I wear because they're conversation starters. And because wherever I go, I end up preaching 
without ever having to open my mouth. So if you are interested in that, visit my website, shop.kristaalicia.com for that. And also if you want to encounter the Father's love in a greater measure, you really want to know the Father. Um, my book, Unbreakable Embrace, it is uh, still um, on my, the free download for a sample is still on my website. If you haven't got it yet, go check it out. Um, I'm so I'm getting amazing testimonies from that too. I'm telling you guys, like, I didn't even know I was writing a book. Like the testimonies and the way that um, God is encountering people through just my own story of him leading me into truth and identity and, and love out of trauma and betrayal and heartbreak. Um, I'm so glad that I sacrificed the time to sit down and to actually write that book. Maybe there's, you guys are out there, you're called to write a book. You know, you're called to write a book. Lay down your life, sacrifice the time because testimonies are going to come out of it. There's nothing, the the kingdom was made to advance and to increase, guys, not to decrease. And you will never regret, you will never ever regret being obedient to the Lord um, because all he's looking for is willing vessels. Amen. And so guys, I love you so much. I bless you in Jesus name. I bless you with every blessing on heaven and on, and, and on earth. And um, God, I, I, I just, man, my heart is so for you guys. I just pray that you get this. I pray that no one on this broadcast, no one that listens to this live, okay, not one of you, I pray that not one of you will miss what God has for you in this next season and that all of you will say yes to Jesus and volunteer to be a part of this end time move of God. Amen. Well, guys, I love you and I am really looking forward to the next time that I'm going to see you. Until then, toodaloo. God bless. I hope that you are lit and I bless you to go be the light. Amen. Thank you so much for burning with me this week on Get Lit Live. If this ministry blessed you, consider subscribing to my channel. Also, don't forget to check out my website, KristaElisha.com, your one-stop shop for everything we do here at Arise Kingdom Ministries. You can find ways to sew into national revival, check out our trendy Christian clothing line, get a free sample download of my new book, and sign up for my email list to have prophetic fire and spiritual encouragement sent straight to your inbox. Until we meet again, it's time for you to go out, be bright, be bold, and be a light for Jesus.